Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to have part two of the 1986 New York Giants. The Giants went into week 11 at 8-2 on the season. The Giants traveled to Minnesota and trailed the Vikings 20-19 with just 1 minute and 12 seconds left on the clock. But in what might have been his best game of the season, quarterback Phil Sims connected with receiver Bobby Johnson on a 4th and 17 for a first down. Moments later, kicker Raul Alegre kicked the winning field goal to give the Giants a 22-20 victory. Week 12 would be a true test against the 9-2 Denver Broncos, but the Giants prevailed 19-16 in a hard-fought defensive battle at Giants Stadium. The big highlights of the game were a 78-yard interception for a touchdown by 34-year-old defensive end George Martin and a 46-yard touchdown strike from Phil Sims to Phil McConkie. The schedule didn't get any easier for the Giants, as they were going up against the 1984 Super Bowl champion San Francisco 49ers eight days later on Monday Night Football at Candlestick Park. It didn't look good for the G-Men, as the 49ers took a 17-0 halftime lead. But things changed quickly. Tight end Mark Bavaro inspired his teammates with a routine catch over the middle, and it took seven defenders to bring him down finally, some of whom he carried for almost 20 yards. The play awoke the sleeping giants as they came back to win 21-17. Phil Sims threw for nearly 400 yards and receiver Stacy Robinson made an extraordinary catch at the goal line to set up the winning touchdown. A Week 14 matchup against the Washington Redskins at RFK Stadium would decide first place in the NFC Eastern Division. The two teams came into the game with identical 11-2 records. Washington held Joe Morris to just 62 yards on 22 carries, but they couldn't contain Lawrence Taylor, who registered three sacks on the day and harassed quarterback Jay Schrader into throwing six interceptions. Final score, Giants 24, Redskins 14. With game time temperatures reaching a chilly 14 degree wind chill factor at the Meadowlands in week 15, the Giants made short work of the Cardinals, 27-7. Perhaps the weather had something to do with the Giants gaining only 62 yards through the air, but it didn't matter 
The ground game churned out 252 yards, 179 coming from Joe Morris. The Giants' D dominated the Cardinals, too, registering nine sacks on the day. With home field advantage throughout the playoffs now on the line, the Giants pounded the Packers 55-24 in Week 16. The game's highlight was a blocked punt, which was returned for a touchdown by former Packer Tony Flynn. The win gave the Giants home field advantage and a two-week rest to prepare for their old nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers were hungry for revenge after losing to the Giants in their last two matchups. And it looked like they might get that revenge when on their very first series, receiver Jerry Rice was off and running for what looked like a short touchdown. But Rice inexplicably dropped the ball and the Giants recovered. From that point on, it was a rout as the Big Blue defense held San Francisco to just 184 total yards. The key play for the Giants came in the second quarter when nose tackle Jim Burt hit Joe Montana and Lawrence Taylor intercepted the errant pass and ran 35 yards for a touchdown. That hit also knocked Joe Montana out of the game. On the other side of the ball, the Giants' offensive line dominated the line of scrimmage as Joe Morris ran for 159 yards and two touchdowns. With winds reaching 33 miles per hour at the Meadowlands, the Giants prepared to play the Washington Redskins for the third time this season, with the winner going to Super Bowl XXI. New York started quickly, taking a 17-0 lead into the locker room at halftime. Then the Giants' defense dominated the second half, shutting out the skins to preserve the 17-0 victory. One of the keys to the game was the play of Giants' offensive tackle, Brad Benson, who neutralized the Redskins' tough rusher, Dexter Manley, who had 18 and a half sacks during the 16-game regular season. Now it was on to the Super Bowl, and on January 25th, 1987, the Giants took on the Denver Broncos at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. The two teams had met just two months earlier, with the Giants winning on a late-game field goal. Giants quarterback Phil Simms and Broncos quarterback John Elway were both hot in the first half and Denver took a 10-9 lead into the locker room at halftime. But the Giants' offense exploded in the third quarter, scoring 17 unanswered points. The Giants went on to claim an easy 39-20 win. The game's hero was the often criticized Phil Simms, who threw three touchdowns and completed 88% of his passes en route to winning the Super Bowl MVP award. The Super Bowl victory was an explanation point to the team's most successful season and their long-storied history. Head coach Bill Parcells won Coach of the Year award. Eight Giants players were chosen to represent the NFC in the Pro Bowl. 
Tight end, Mark Bavaro. Offensive lineman, Brad Benson. Nose tackle, Jim Burt. Middle linebacker, Harry Carson. Punter, Sean Landetta. Running back, Joe Morris. Defensive end, Leonard Marshall. And outside linebacker, Lawrence Taylor. Taylor became only the second defensive player in NFL history to win the NFL MVP award. The team's success continued as the team went on to win three more Vince Lombardi trophies. One in 1990, then in 2007, and then again in 2011. That will conclude this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.